All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Diggy A2 podcast. I'm your host, Rob Diggy, in the building. All right, so this is uh, still season three, still the new golden era, but now we're getting into the meat and potatoes of some of the artists that have really, really started shaping the culture um, in the mid-late 90s. And you cannot talk about shifting the culture, shifting the paradigm in hip-hop without talking about Kimberly Jones, a.k.a. Lil' Kim. I'm going to tell you guys that um, when I was growing up, (laughs) this is going to be crazy. I'm actually saying this live on on the episode. But when I was growing up, you either had a poster on your wall of Little Kim or Tyra Banks in a swimsuit. Those are the two like mandatory posters you had to have as a young teenager growing up when Little Kim was coming up. So uh, that is what this episode is about. Uh, Little Kim is a trailblazer. When I mean trailblazer, she did it her way and we're gonna definitely jump into that in this episode so shout out to all of our followers supporters and listeners i have two new guests that you all have not seen and heard from before so i want to give them an opportunity to bring them in so you all can meet them and uh let them share their story with you all so uh our guest today is tish love and Oren from uh, or i like to call them big o so Welcome, Lady and Jen. Uh, how are you? And uh, let's start with Tish first. Tish, could you do us a favor and introduce yourself to the audience, ma'am? Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. My name is Tish Love. I am a media personality. Um, I also have a record label, TD3 Media, and I am definitely a Little Kim fanatic. So this is my episode. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. So she's a basically, ladies and gentlemen, she's a boss. Let's just throw it out there first. She's a boss hey, out there killing hey. it. <laughs> humble. It's all right to be humble. She out there killing it. Uh, Big O, introduce yourself to the audience, please, sir. My name is Oren. I have a booking agency called Book by O. I book guests on several radio shows in New York and other places in the States. Um, yeah, basically, I love Lil' Kim, definitely. I grew up listening to her. She's definitely in- impacted the culture, and I'm ready to talk about all that. I'm ready, too, man. I am ready, too. So, for our audience, as we always do, we get all the facts out the way before we get into the opinions. So... The facts to me are undeniable. And she has won over 40 awards over her illustrious career. Of course, I'm not gonna read off all 40 awards that she has won. I'm just gonna pick out the ones that I thought were the most significant. So uh, she has won one Billboard Award, one I'm Hip Hop Awards back in 2019, one Grammy, three VMAs, two Lady of Soul Awards, two Source Awards, VH1 Hip Hop Honors in 2016. But what I think one of the most significant things that Lil' Kim has is there are 45 albums from the source that have the coveted five mic title. She is the only female hip hop artist that has a five mic album. Let me say that one more time for the audience. She is the only female hip hop artist with a five mic album. Okay, you guys, you don't know how significant that is. Uh, Over every female rapper that has ever blessed the microphone, she is the only one. That is that in itself to me. suits her into the stratosphere in regards to hip-hop uh but we got introduced a little kim on conspiracy which was uh the junior mafia click everybody remembers junior mafia their album release in august 95 uh you know we got a player's anthem i need you tonight which was a sample from patrice russian which i love patrice russian shout out to patrice russian uh get money get money remix backstabbers with the ojs actually in the video which is crazy um and then 
Uh, hardcore comes out in November of 96. Hardcore, you guys, changed hip-hop completely. Like, changed how we listen to hip-hop. It changed how we look at sex and hip-hop. And the reason why I say that is because if you go, go back and listen to hardcore, the introductory track is a gentleman will say, uh, take care of himself to Lil' Kim. I mean, that's how the whole album starts off. And I'm like, okay, well, this is something I've never, ever heard before. <laughs> yeah. so, I was in the eighth grade too. I'm like, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. like, okay, this is, this is a little bit different. And then after that happens, she has a big mama thing with, uh, I think, Little C's and uh, Jay-Z. No Time featuring Puffy, Crush On You, Crush On You remix. I love the Queen Bitch song, Dreams. Uh, so Dreams is about her uh, having engagements with uh, male R&B stars, which was clever. So I think Biggie flipped that. Uh, well, Biggie no, did Biggie first. did it first. Biggie did it yeah. first, and then she did it, right? Uh, Not Tonight, Not Tonight remix. And uh, that is the premise for our discussion today. So Hardcore, if you didn't know, it was two times platinum in the US, but it's five times platinum globally. And the Junior Mafia album went gold. And Hardcore got three and a half mics from the source upon its release, but she did release a five mic album, which was called The Naked Truth in 2005. So that's all the facts out the way. So ladies and gent, let's dive into the discussion. Once again, welcome aboard. And uh, of course, on our platform, ladies go first. And uh, if you all did not know already, Tish Love is the first female guest on season three. So shout out to Tish, shout out to uh, representing females uh, in the industry and females in hip hop. So truly, truly humble. So uh, me being a gentleman, we're gonna have the lady go first. And Tish, what does Little Kim mean to hip hop in that particular time uh, in the mid to late nineties? What does she mean to hip hop? Little Kim, which, <laughs> If you listen to hip hop today, you still hear Little Kim. You still see the impact Little Kim had on hip hop. I think that today's rapper, really, this is what we talked about before. We we really can't see a, a today rapper, female rapper, getting to global status without the Little Kim sauce sprinkled on top of whatever style that they're you know bringing out. Whether it's the clothes, her fashion, her lyrics. Um, just everything about Kim. She, 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 she brought, I don't want to say she brought sexiness because shout out to the females that came before Kim. They were definitely, they had sex appeal, but I really feel like Kim brought a little bit of raunchiness. She brought glam to hip hop and the way she did it, she exuded, um, intelligence. She exuded beauty. She exuded strength confidence and I think that every girl woman girl in the world when they first heard this little little tiny four foot eleven girl spit and hold her own with the likes of Biggie who was and is still you know considered the king of hip-hop um we were like that's us you know we see ourselves and you like I said you still see it Today, all of the girls that's out, even if you think you're influenced by somebody else, trust me, girls, y'all are influenced by yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, no question, no, no question. Uh, Big O, same question, man. What's Lil Kim's impact in hip hop to the mid late nineties, wow. in your opinion? Okay, so first of all, I want to touch on this where. Her and Biggie weren't the first to do this, but they definitely set the trend where um, a male does a verse and a female does a verse and they're kind of like going at each other, like 
You know what I'm saying? Like get money. And the, yes. She does the verse, and then Kim does does it back. And they did it in several songs, and now everybody does it. Right. But they definitely set that trend. Kim, as far as um, so Salt and Pepper was sexy, but Kim was like times a hundred. Mm-hmm. Borderline softcore porn, like <laughs> the lyrics. No, like that's true. Or anal sex. Nobody was talking about that. Oh, they were getting that. The she was, yeah, <laughs> like like nothing. Like walking on MTV with her titty out, like like you know, like nothing. She, you know, it's like here comes yeah. Lil Kim, and she's like, like yeah. it's nothing. Yeah. And shout out to Diana Ross, real right. quick. Yeah, no, because I'm just saying Diana Ross like felt that up. Right? <laughs> she was like, yeah, no, um, the the clothes, like the way she was dressed, um, the crush on you video, that the color schemes, first of all, oh, that was iconic. Absolutely. absolutely, that changed the game. Yeah, but how she was dressed like that. The red scene, the bikini, barely covering her private parts. The green scene with the pasties. Yeah. Like, nobody ever wore pasties before Lil' Kim. She she goes to award shows topless with pasties. Like, that's just regular. Yeah. You know? The no time cover. The single cover. Everything was seen through. No pasties. <laughs> just, just standing next to Puff Daddy. Like, yeah. it's all good, you know? She gave you shock value until it became the norm. And yeah. she did it with so much confidence. Everybody else, I feel not, not everybody else, but a lot of other people are scared to push the button. And she pushed it and kept pushing it until, like I said, mm-hmm. now it's the norm. You hear things that should be like, what? It's like, girl, been there, done that. You heard the hardcore album, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nothing. I, I feel like hardcore was like, um, Madonna's erotica album and Ready to Die in one. Mm-hmm. You know what I feel like Biggie did that. Like shout out Biggie, Puffy, and Misa Hilton. All three of them, like they really did that. No doubt. Yeah. Like no doubt. And what I would say, um, to Tisha's point was, you know, and one of her verses, you know, she said the Little Kim, the Black Erica Kane, who remains in Chanel frames. I mean, like, so, you know what I mean? Like, so, so, and, 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 and then if, if you don't get that bar, Erica Kane from All My Children was like a, like a goddess, you know, and yes. you know, going back to the stories back in the day. So it's like, it was clever. It was witty and, and she was classy with it, but she was nasty yes. with it too. So it's like, yes. you know, it's, it's, she, she definitely set the tone. Uh, for female rappers uh, to show all and showcase being sexy, being uh, showing their sexuality, and she could spit bars. That was the most important thing that I think gave her the respect. Go ahead, go ahead, Tish. Go ahead, sure. I was going to say to your point, it's so crazy because I grew up and my aunts, I grew up around so many women, and my aunt used to call me um, Mama Lucci. Susan Lucci was Erica King's real name. That's mm-hmm. it. That was her real name. And they used to call me Mama Lucci. And, and you know, just you saying that, I'm like, I've been connected. I've, that's me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that's so many girls. That's so many yeah. of us. The glam she mm-hmm. had, the boss, the big mama thing. Like, Kim exudes that, the Susan Lucci's of the world. Yeah. She did. Yeah. She did. Yeah. So let's go in a different direction. So let's talk about... You know, when we talk about Kim and her influence and showcasing her, her, her sexuality, what is the backlash of that? So there's definitely, you know, when we talk about 
uh, females now nowadays, and we're in 2021, and we're seeing a lot of uh, like like Tish mentioned, a lot of little Kim's DNA in in a sense, and a lot of the the ladies and how they um, you know express themselves, which is okay, you know what I'm saying, however you do it. Um, but what is the backlash of that? Or I'll, I'll let you have this one, Big O. What is your opinion on the backlash of you know females, you know, in an essence, showing their sexuality? Is, is, is there is, is that a good thing or is it a bad thing for hip hop? What do you think? Um, it, it's a good thing, but like when okay. See, a lot of, see, Lil' Kim did it. She's talented. She she did it, you know? But, like, there are a lot of artists that the sexuality is all they have. And maybe they're too sexual, which is, like, like you got to have the music, like, to speak for itself. Yeah. Like, whether you're a tomboy or you're sexual or, you know, you show skin, you got to have good music. Yeah. You know, and some of the, a lot of these artists, they're just that's kind of all they got, and it's just different. I mean, like Lil Kim, she was kind of like, um, she was the first one to do that. Like, um, you just got to do it well, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, shout out to Cardi and Megan, like, they're doing it. You know, yeah. but there's like, you know, they actually have good music. But like then there's like all these ladies on the Internet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of them is just like it's not good. Like a lot of them can think that they could just mesh a whole bunch of vulgar words together. Mm-hmm. And that's good music. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's not like um, Kim that she actually has bars that's actually good music. And th- that music never died. Yeah, I always, I, I told him I always used to play during your show. I was engineering her show, and I used to play Lil Kim all the time, and it, everybody used to love it. Like yeah. it never died. Yeah, like that's fact. Tess, the floor is yours. I definitely want to hear your opinion about this. So what is the backlash of Lil' Kim uh, with her success of how she displayed her sexuality in hip-hop? Is that a good or a bad thing for hip-hop artists? I think that what Lil' Kim did is a phenomenal thing for hip-hop because she was Lil' Kim. Like to touch on what Armin said, she exuded everything you needed to be a successful hip-hop artist. Right? It wasn't just because she was a girl, because she could really spit. She was really fly. You believed her rhymes. You know, um, she lived the lifestyle, entertainment-wise, but you believed all of that. I think now people take out what they think was the most um, popular part of her and overly just do that, and they don't realize that it takes so much more to accomplish and achieve what Little Kim did and really meant to hip-hop. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, so, like you said, the oversexualization. Like, Little Kim was super sexy, but I still believe she was a boss. I, I believed what she said. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if all you're talking about is sex, so that's not all Little Kim talked about. It's right. like mm-hmm. it gets redundant. You know, if you just look the part, but you don't have, she had cadence. You know, a lot of these girls don't even have cadence no more. They just think they can mix up time, like you said, or, yeah. and they got the nice figures and the shapes and the, you know, voluptuous and that's enough. And it's definitely not. But if you have the, um, 
elements Kim brought, I think it's a winning it's a winning factor. Oh yeah, I definitely agree. I just wanted to get you guys' take on that because sometimes it can be it can be a good thing, it can be a bad thing, depending upon which side of the coin you're on. Uh, I I also uh, agree with both of you that it's, it's definitely a good thing. I think it's great uh, for for ladies. It's, it's so tough in a male dominated genre such as hip hop uh, for women to feel like okay, in order for me to get recognized or get notoriety in hip hop, I got to show some skin. I got to have a little bit of you know to your point, Orin, a, a little bit of talent. I don't need a, I don't have to have a lot of talent, just a little yeah, bit right. of talent. You know what I mean? But back in the day, you know. We had uh, the bigs and the pox to, to check them. Like that's, we have the conversation all the time. Like the rappers that we have out right now, we're not going to say any names, but they would not be <laughs> relevant in the '90s. They, they would, they right. would, there would be no, no, they would get eaten up alive. It was very, very competitive. Not everybody's all friendly, friendly and buddy, buddy. It was very competitive um, in the '90s, and that's okay. You know, be hip hop changes, that's fine. But I just wanted to get you guys to take on that because it can be. You know, for a young girl um, that is, you know, wants to become a rapper, right, and got dope lyrics, dope bars, but doesn't want to show any skin, where what happens? What happens to her? What happens to her dream? What happens to her, you know, path yeah. to stardom? You know what I mean? So it's 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 yeah, it's it's a gift and a curse, unfortunately, you know. But that's just the way that our society is right now. It's very sexualized. Even the guys are talking about sex in every single song nowadays. But it's it's mm -hmm. it was always like. Um, Expected from guys, but taboo when a woman says it. But what, what, like, like, why is that? Why can't it be the same playing field? Because I'm telling you guys, when you go back, I'm telling you, audience, if you go back and listen to Lil Kim's hardcore, it's it's worse than WAP. It's worse than uh, yeah, WAP. Like, regular. I'm telling you, like, you're gonna be shocked. It's gonna be like what? In the, and this was in 1996. 1996, you guys. Like, I mean, like, it, it's gonna shock the hell out of you. Uh, but it, you know what I mean? But so uh, let me pass the mic back over to Tish. Now, Tish, what we have, uh, or what I want to talk about next is the female Mount Rushmore, a female hip hopper, female hip hop artist that would have their own Mount Rushmore. So the top four female artists of all time, who do you think deserves to have their faces chiseled um, on that piece of, uh, well, I think it's granite, or I think the, the Mount Rushmore in the United States is on granite, but it's really dope. But my point is, who would be your top four that have uh, shifted the culture? The top four, that is so hard. As if I love my female MCs. Like, it's so hard for me to pick my four, but I'm going to do it yeah. just for me. All right, let's do it. Let's do okay. it. I'm going to say first and foremost, Oh, can I have five? <laughs> I'll give you four and a possible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, I know. I think I need five. I'll give you four and a possible. So I'm going to say for me because okay. I, don't, I know I cannot speak for everybody. So for me, for my, for my, I was born in the mid 80s. So I'm going to go from what I know. I have to say Queen Latifah. Respect. Have to say, Little Kim. Respect. I have to say Missy Elliott, and I have to say Lauren Hill. What was the last one? I'm sorry. Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. Okay. Okay. Um, to me, I'm not even gonna give a possible five. I okay. feel like all four of them exuded different things. Um, but they were all great at what they did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Even 
if you take, if you take, I think that they're like blueprints, right? Right. So for some reason, the little Kim blueprint keeps getting um, repeat, repeated because yeah. Obviously, yeah. I, yeah. I think yeah. society takes to that. Like right. she, we, we take to that. Um, but I think that what Lauren Hill did is phenomenal for hip hop. What she, she sang, her flow was impeccable. She didn't show skin. You know, she, the melody that she brought to, 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 to hip hop, she did it flawlessly. I think that, um, I hate to say it like that because we talked about the biting, but I think that her style is classic. It was it would always work if somebody was able to do it similarly or sprinkle her sauce on. Yep. Missy, Missy speaks for herself, her originality, um, the fact that she didn't look like you think that artists mm -hmm. should look and that didn't matter because Missy was that dope. You, yeah. you know, I just agree. love Missy. Um, and Queen Latifah, she's, she's a queen. She's Queen, queen Latifah. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. else to say about Queen Latifah. So those would be my four. I had to pick four. It's really hard, but if I had to. <laughs> <those would be laughs> Mount Rushmore only got four people on there, so you got to get down to four. All right, Big O. The floor is yours, right. sir. We're talking about uh, your female hip-hop, Mount Rushmore. Who would you chisel into that uh, piece of grit? Oh, all right. Wow. First of all, I have to have Lauren Hill. Okay. Lauren Hill, her flows is fire. Like, um, cause a lot of people uh, don't like. A lot of people, cause because of her, the miseducation of Lauren Hill is mostly singing. She does have fire bars on that. She has fire verses, but like, people, you do have to realize she has the score. She has blended on reality. They have remixes which are actually had different verses like she has a lot of fire verses like she does not have a whack verse and she's conscious and like she needs to be on that um as far as you said as far as impacting hip-hop now um because well, that's a lot um i want to say gangsta boo okay okay gangsta boo because she doesn't receive her flowers like every rapper male or female not every rap, but most sounds like Three Six Mafia. Yeah, yeah. Cardi B, Iggy Azalea, mm -hmm. from everybody like that cadence. Yeah, they got it from Gangsta Boo. Um, yeah, she's often overlooked because I feel like she doesn't go the pop route. Like you know, she doesn't sell out. Um, let me see. I want to say. Salt and Pepper. Okay, collectively. Okay. Yes. They rocked award shows. Like they were, they were the biggest acts in the world. Like, at one point. Yep. Like the performances, like very memorable. Um, right, so you got one left. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, I think she knows what I'm gonna say. <laughs> like, um, I want to. Uh, this is hard. I never said that. I wanted my brother. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say Remy Ma. Oh. I love okay. Remy Ma. Everybody okay. knows. Um, from writing her own, for, from like not being like, just being herself. Like she, they did want to do that to her where they wanted to write her rhymes. They wanted to give her a little image or whatever. And she's like, yeah. no, I want to do this. I want to be myself. And, you know, she, you know, that, 
that gangster, that whole energy, like yeah, that is just really different. And she never really just conforms to like she doesn't do like publicity stunts and all that. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. So it's just yeah, rap. I can respect that. And, you know, to your point yeah. about Remy Ma it comes from a battle rap background, which, you know, yeah. battle rap tested. And that's a really, really tough field uh, to, to navigate through and to make it out of battle rap and become a successful rapper is really, really hard to do. It's like one in a million where battle rappers can make it out of the battle rap arena and then get mm -hmm. popular. It's really hard to pull that off. Yeah. I don't know why it is, but... You definitely make that transition uh, really smooth, but uh, my top four is probably going to be along the lines of Tish's, more along the orange, but that's okay. It's all mm -hmm. the, of a difference of opinion, uh, but I'll say mine real quick to save some time. It'll be MC Light, of course, uh, Queen Latifah, Lil' Kim, and I'm with you, Tish. It's a toss-up between Missy Elliott and Nicki Minaj for me, okay. so it depends upon the time of day when you ask me, okay, what... Kind of depends on the time of the day, but to your point, uh, Tish, about Missy, and I can't wait to get to Missy's episode down the road uh, this season. Missy was, she's incredible. And she, her originality is, is, is unmatched, like literally unmatched. Her creativity is unmatched. But we're not talking about her today. We're talking about the Queen Bee. Uh, she definitely uh, gets a chisel on the, to me, on the Mount Rushmore female hip hop because what she's done, her contributions, being able to be yourself and be sexual and have bars, that was un unprecedented. And here's the thing that I want to tell everybody. Uh, about people that say, oh, well, Little Kim was famous because of Big. Let me remind the audience one more time that when Little Kim got her five mic album, that was in 2005, which was what? Eight or nine years after Big had passed, right? So yeah. let's just get that out the way right now. So, and Little Kim, you know, she did the bid in the 2000s uh, for a year. She came back then, was right right after, either right before or right after she got out. She wrote The Naked Truth, which was an exceptional album. They gave her five mics. She is the only female artist with five mics. I keep saying it because I want to harp it into our audience's head that she did that without Big, without Big, without him. She did it without him. So yeah. I, 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 I got to kill the noise when you say, oh, well, she may have gotten popular because of Big and his, and his mentorship. You know what I'm saying? I get that. But she really did come into her own word or pen, word or pen yeah. game later on in her the club anthem, yeah. global club anthems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I had to point that out. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, man, no doubt. So, with all that in mind, lady and gent, I want to get to final thoughts, and of course, uh, Tish, close us out. What are your final thoughts on Little Kim? My final thoughts on Little Kim is thank you. I want to give that queen her flowers. Um, she is. Respectfully, my favorite female artist of all time, um, rapper of all time. Um, I find it hard to really get into female rappers that don't give me little Kim sauce. Um, nowadays, and even some of your favorite rappers, I know you, you mentioned your your Brushmore, but I feel like you know the it's it's. It's the little Kim effect <laughs> that gives some other people their notoriety. Yeah. And I just love her. Hardcore forever, Kim forever. 
Word. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I love Lil' Kim, too. It gave me a lot, a lot of good memories going back and listening to her music this past Definitely. episode. And Definitely. Just a, just a special time in life. And that's why I love these five years of hip-hop. It's my definitely my favorite five years, 90, 95 to 99. Uh, just reliving where I was in life and listening to Lil' yeah. Kim and watching my homeboys put up her, her hardcore <laughs> poster on their wall. Like, yo. I gotta get yeah. one of those, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, but yeah, shout out to Lil' Kim. Shout out to her contribution to hip hop. And we we love Kim, we love Kim. So Kim, thank you for what you've done for hip hop and what you've done for ladies for hip hop in particular. Yeah. So with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, we got to start wrapping things up. And in season three fashion, we have been wrapping things up in the form of a nine second moment of silence for George Floyd and the memory of George Floyd. So big O Tish, could you join me in a nine second moment of silence and we'll get into our shout outs here in a little, in a little bit. Amen. Rest in peace and rest in peace to all of the others that we have lost through the social injustice to include, unfortunately, uh, Dante Wright, who was another young brother that lost his life this past week. Um, just we got to do better. That's all I can say about that. We got to do better. So shout outs, lady and gent. Who we shouting out this week? Big O, you got the first word, man. Who are your shout outs going to today, man? Everybody. There's too many. Everybody that supports me. And shout out to Jessica. Word. Definitely, who put this together? We're definitely gonna work. And Tish Love, shout out to you know, get to know me, the free chat, the Matrix Studios, um, everybody, see Rough Riders Radio, the Grand Season Show, straight from the gutter. Like, oh, I, I can go on 950 Lounge. I, you know, I can go on and on. So. <laughs> and Big O, remind, remind the audience real quick, where are you physically located right now? And so what's right now I'm in Israel. You're in Israel? Oh, I wanna, yeah, I want to throw this in real quick because okay. I remember before Lil' Kim went to prison, she had this show and she said like the worst part of going to prison when the album drops is like you're not going to get to be in the club when they play your music. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was here in Israel in the clubs, and they play Light Us Up, they play Whoa, um, Magic Stick, like Jump Off, like those are bangers that will never yes. die. This global yes. like hits. So I love Light Us Up. I love Light Us Up. Yeah. But you're in Israel. I want you all to to know this brother is in Israel. He's like eight hours in front of us. So it's for his commitment, ladies and gentlemen. His commitment to be on the show today is unmatched. I don't know what time it is in Israel right now, but he's in it's seven, eight o'clock. But let me tell you something. You're you got the reasonable time that which is great because a lot of these shows are in the evening and like it's three or four in the morning over here. And yeah. Yeah, it should be crazy, but But thank you, brother, and thank you for your contributions and thank you again for being on the show today, man. It means a ton to Thank you for having us. Means a ton. All right, Tish, show me a shout out's going to, man. The floor is yours. Uh, shout out to you. Shout out to your wife, Jessica. Lord, salute, man. Thank you. Thank you. Lauren, for thinking about me. I love you guys. Um, I love this platform. Please consider me for more. I love talking about this type of stuff. You already know. Um, shout out to TD3 Media, which is my label. Shout out to my artist, London Hill to the matrix studio of course my home what's up radio is my other media home and shout out to little kim 
Word. Yeah, shout out to Junior Mafia, everybody. Yeah, yeah shout Lisa out to Biggie Camp. Um, yeah, my shout out to Short. I want to first give a shout out to Tish and uh, Big O for literally last minute, <laughs> like scrambling last minute, getting you guys in the show. Thank you, Tish, for being the first lady on this uh, show this season. Definitely trailblazer for other ladies to come on and get the courage to come on uh, the platform and talk. Uh, not only from the heart, but articulate uh, articulate themselves as well, too. So mad respect for you for that and what you're doing. You're a boss. Uh, Big O, we're going to be having more uh, connections in the, in the future, I'm sure. Uh, glad right. to work with you, brother. Shout out to the Queen Jess. I cannot make moves without her. Of course, shout out to Lil' Kim and her contributions to hip-hop. And unfortunately, you guys, with a heavy heart, we lost another hip-hop icon, Black Rob. Uh, yesterday, so shout out to Black Rob and his contributions to hip hop. Man, it's just been a tough week losing X and now Rob. Yeah. Come on, 2021. Come on, give us a break. Oh my god, you can't keep yeah. doing this. Every oh my week, you know what I mean? I, 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 my heart is, can't take no much of it, man. But shout out to Black Rob, I was a huge fan. Uh, so our, our love and condolence to him and his family. But guys, that's all that we have for you all this week. Next week, we'll be talking about the iconic. Bone Thugs and Harmony, one of my favorite hip-hop groups of all time. And I might have a special guest on next week, so you guys tune in for that. But that's all we got for the week, you guys. So, of course, shout-out to our followers, listeners, supporters. And as first and as foremost, and as always, shout-out to hip-hop, hip-hop music, hip-hop culture. All right, see you guys next week, all right? One double zero. Peace. Bye. Bye.